wasn't there. Next morning it was. You got a fancy explanation for that? Martin stepped on the mayor's foot, a sign that he would be doing the rest of the answering. I'm sure there is a good explanation, Mr. Runderfeld. Maybe the person who owns the land wanted a soccer field. Who owns the land? Someone shouted. I'll look that up in the records and we'll figure this out. But, folks, let's just rest assured that there is nothing strange going on, all right? It's true, we've never had a soccer complex or anything close to it in our town before, but there's no reason for alarm. Now, if a nuclear testing site popped up overnight, that would be cause for alarm. Nobody else was laughing, and Martin's chuckle faded. Anyway, I'm sure there's other business to address here today, he looked into the crowd. Anybody have any other concerns? Silent, glaring, answered. Then, at the back of the room, he saw someone raise a hand. Yes. A teenaged boy with curly, greasy, unkempt hair mumbled something that nobody could understand. Could you speak up, please? Martin asked. The kid nodded, but went back to mumbling, this time adding gestures. Martin waved him up front. Why don't you step behind the microphone so we can all hear you? With a slump worthy of osteoporosis, the kid padded his way to the front of the room. Half an eye was showing when he faced the crowd. Martin recognized him as the kid that worked at the bookstore. Hey, the kid said like he was waving to his surfer buddies. A couple of Toastmaster sessions might do him some good. I'm Dustin, and I've lost my pet. Great, Martin enthused. This was exactly the kind of thing community meetings were meant for, and a perfect distraction for the crowd, as the citizens of Scary were always suckers for lost pets. Why don't you tell us about your pet? Give us a description, and I'm sure somebody will be able to help. Well, it's sort of a brown and, and black, I guess, a little yellow mixed in with black eyes. Martin glanced at the crowd. By the oohs and ahs, he could tell they were already starting to forget about the soccer field. "'What kind of breed is it, young man?' Mr. Runderfeld asked. Dustin's sulky face lit up with pride. He scooted his hair out of his eyes. "'It's a uh, Rosie.' "'Is that a uh, kind of chihuahua?' someone asked. "'Boa,' Dustin said. "'Boa? Constrictor.' The room was so quiet, Martin could hear the water heater hissing behind the wall. "'Martin, I'm sorry. I think there's some confusion here. Are you saying you've lost a... a... snake?' Someone screamed in the back of the room. Dustin looked surprised. "'Oh, please, don't be afraid. Boa constrictors are not dangerous.' Martin needed to get this situation under control quickly. He stretched a grin across his face and said, "'Well, Dustin, we'd be more than happy to help you find your pet. What is your cute little pet's name?' "'Bob.' "'Bob. Okay, uh, Bob. Well, it's kind of confusing. You can call him Bob, and that's totally fine, but Bob is kind of special.' 
Martin could hardly find the words to ask what made Bob the Snake special, but he managed a week. Why? Well, Bob has two heads. Another scream. Martin felt himself grow pale along with the three already pasty-looking old ladies sitting on the front row, but he kept the grin tight on his face. Two heads? Yeah, he's a two-headed snake. A bicephalic. Pretty rare, actually. See, Bob is the more dominant of the twins. His brother's name is Fred. Bob and Fred? Yeah, they're like Siamese snakes. They share a body and have separate necks and two separate heads. I've had them since they were babies. A trickle of sweat rolling down Martin's temple beckoned a subject change back to the soccer field. He looked out at the startled crowd. A woman on the third row had fainted.